This is episode 212 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel. The Bad Batch keeps the member berries going, Manzano. No spoilers here, but I member. You member? Member. Will old school old school can still hang Haywood. Uh yeah, this fresh stools get where it's at. And Ryan, Cloud City Madness, Danazuski. Uh, I don't know what happened in Best Spin. It was some crazy stuff. There are things I didn't expect show up, and they were at the top, and some were at the bottom, and I was just, it was madness. <laughs> this is madness. Yeah, um, we are going to hit that in a minute. If you guys didn't catch it, um, something new we're going to be doing. People have been asking for such a long time. Dion, can you make us brackets for the tournaments? And I've always been like, guys, ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, I made it not completely automated, but more automated. Um, something that might we might be able to actually do consistently so we'll go ahead shift over to it what we're going to be doing today during the show is we're going to be taking a look at this bracket and we're going to going to be breaking down not just the list but the matchup in which the player lost that way you can understand what the list was in a, in a possible weakness or was it a close game or anything like that so it gives us a couple of possibilities there but first we got to talk about the XTC. So the United States, the United States team did something pretty cool this week. You guys went six and one, Marcel. Finding the mute button. Found the mute button. Yeah. Yeah. We went uh, six and one against the super strong team, Sweden. And we had two matchups that were relatively safe in terms of the result. And then we had five matchups, which basically went down to to the last dice roll. We lost one and won the other four. And was that? No, won the other three. Four. Yeah, four. Math. Math is hard sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was just an exciting – it was an exciting week. Uh, but the pressure is on. This week we are playing Hungary. Uh, and Hungary won their match five to two. So they also did a little – stompage of their own so we've got um uh so we're playing another you know team that did well uh, mm -hmm. this week and uh the the thing that that I, I i'm going to say that i i was hoping would happen and did happen is i don't know how uh for those of us who love to consume x-wing just like on, on the stream side of it or on the just watching it it was a it was a like a week of just excitement it felt like the olympics it felt like the world cup you know for those of us who like football soccer um i remember at, at one point like around two three in the afternoon i turned on uh twitch and, and youtube and between twitch and youtube there was like seven different matches happening at the exact same time being streamed on on the spanish on the chile by the way the, the people in chile um underdogs just started got their community going about a year and a half ago beat australia so those are oh, got some crazy results uh but yeah like that i like if you watch the chile stream on the final match in australia when they were 3-3 and just like the excitement and it, it really was like you, you hear the because the announcers are from the commentators and the streamers from chile 
and right. the players are from Chile, and it's at the very last dice result. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it. That's one to watch. It was um, uh, Resistance Against Republic, I think. But um, yeah, it's one of those situations where the last dice roll also decided it, and you can just hear. You know, you can imagine yourself in a bar on a Super Bowl when your team winning, everybody going crazy, like, I can't believe it. Um, you know, it was like he, he was saying it in Spanish, but he was saying, lo mató, lo mató, lo mató. Like he was just saying he killed him. He killed him. He killed him like in shock for like 30 seconds straight, just saying like, <laughs> killed him. He killed him. So uh, and then because it was such a, a like a. Um, Unexpected for Chile to beat Australia, which was considered one of the favorites in the group. Well, but, I mean, um, Australia was talking a lot of trash going into it. So, you know, sometimes karma comes back and smacks you in the butt. Uh, it came back and smacked me in my butt. I was the only one who lost from the team. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to keep talking smack and, and say I don't have to be the best player. I don't even have to be a good player. I just have to get six other players who are the best to to represent and ride their coattails so that's my story but anyway the, the the biggest thing for me again was just seeing the level of excitement in the community uh there was a lot of hype built up around it and i think uh it turned out and some of the smaller channels um you know like um you know i was just checking out some of the smaller channels which usually average 10 15 viewers per m match or mm -hmm. per stream they were uh, they were getting upwards to 130, 140, 150 people watching those. So it's given a lot of uh, publicity as well to different channels from different countries that I'd never heard of. Like my my um, my subscribe or my follow list on YouTube and Twitch went from like four streams that I kind of knew were X Wing related and watched. Now it's like twelve. Uh, and most of them are in different countries. I can't understand what they're saying. Uh, like, oh, there's a French one. Uh, I don't know what they're saying. There's one from Germany. Oh, the Germany is fun walk, but there's other ones going around, and I'm like, I don't know what they're saying, but it's excellent. So now we're going to jump into the XTC matchups. Now, Will, before you start going through them, Will and Marcel, what we want to do here is uh, we're going to be listening to you, Ryan and myself, and we're going to try to you know decide on who we think is the favorite going into this matchup. Obviously, we're not super familiar with all the members of Team Hungary, though I do remember that they were at the XTC in person when we were there in Poland in 2019. Um, and I remember they gave me some cool cards. Thank you. Thank you, Team Hungary. Um, let's go ahead. Let's talk about those matchups. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the first one. All right, first one we have here, that is uh, Daniel, and he's got uh, the Separatists with Zam, uh, and Zam and Vultures going up against the Resistance. Marcel, what is he facing off against? He is facing off against 4T-70s and Rose with a coordinator. Hmm. 4T-70s that are the initiative one. Yep, blue. Uh, yep, the four blues. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think uh, face value on that, Ryan and Dion? Uh, now he's got how many vultures again? Five he vultures and Zap. Five vultures. Also, also I won. Hmm. Anything on those vultures? Nope, nothing. It's a lot of weight for Zam to carry. I think those. Uh, 
I assume those rookies have BB Astromech, so either they get in a good position where they can block the vultures and then they don't have any calculates and they get like super destroyed, or the BB-8 Astromechs even become more helpful in getting those positions moving afterward, plus the coordinate from Rose. Uh, not saying it's... I, I, would, I would personally favor the resistance just because that's a lot of three dice guns. They can be four dice at range one. It's a lot of weight for Sam to carry. And if it's just base drones by themselves, it is five, though. It's a, it's a six-ship list with Zam, so maybe. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm, in the same, I'm in the same boat right there. So we're going to go ahead and uh, we're, we're going to say, you know what? It worked last time. We favored the other player, and, and Daniel <laughs> was able to win it out. So kind of hoping for some of that again. All right, what's well, our next matchup? Wrong. Well, well, we'll say what we actually, we actually, based on the pairings, what we thought. We had that as a okay. good matchup. You had that as a good <laughs> matchup. Oh, yeah, we had that. This is a matchup that we went for. Yeah, mm. uh, the block, block in the blues um, should be an easy time for Zamson game. You know, and between the two. No, neither. It's a dice roll. But the, the, the thing is that um, uh, drones like to pop. So it's nice when they actually get to shoot back after they pop. That's one of the positives. <laughs> they usually pop without shooting. Yeah, they uh, do at least get right? to shoot. I don't know if they have as much offensive output to fight that battle of attrition. I could see Zam wanting to get in a little bit earlier, but you also kind of want Zam to not be caught early too. So it's a little bit of a, a bait, kind of have the X's bite on the vultures and then see what Zam can do to clean up. So here's yep. a question. How many... All right, so we, because they're initiative one, they're all, all initiative one, the, the X-Wings and the Vultures, how many X... Can the five Vultures take down one X-Wing? How likely is that? You have, you, have, say... you have network calculations. Are you, are you using network calculations full offense? Are we more defensive? You also got to remember one thing, that... Um... You have Zam coming in at initiative five, mm -hmm. taking a token off of somebody. So right. the one that wants to get killed will be tokenless and will take a probably a Zam shot at the same time. Probably. So Hopefully. just an example. <clears throat> on, a, on the X-Wing dice calculator made by our uh, Andrew Lauritsen many, many years, months ago? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Inputting a T70's durability defense dice-wise, so two defense dice, four hull, three shields. Not including if it has focus or anything. If the attacker's um, set is two dice, I'm going to say with a focus, it's probably overselling it a little bit, but network calculate can get close enough. Uh, it's going to take about 8.5 of those shots. Now, granted, some <laughs> of them could be at range three, some of them could be at range one. So... Uh, Five vultures taking down a T seventy in one round without any missiles or anything might be kind of rough. Hmm. Well, you know what though? With with that information, with that information, that might that might just be a, a clue in to Daniel to be like, hey, we need to be a little bit more defensive with the use of network calculations because it's not likely that we take down in T-70 this turn, but if maybe we're reserving more health than the X-Wings, maybe we win the War of Attrition that way? 
Yeah, he might take the route of I can be defensive if I if the reason I spend tokens is to make them spend tokens defensively. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning more towards calling it a toss-up rather than an advantage, personally. What do you yeah, think, Brian? Yeah, that's fine. I'm saying that's how we paired, but it's up to you guys because you guys are the third party looking in. Ryan, toss-up? Uh, I, I, I feel like you're still leaning towards the resistance. Toss-up toss with some concern for the Team USA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both familiar with Vulture's anti-70s very much so, so... All right, we're right there. Toss up. Toss, toss minus for me. <laughs> toss. There. We'll, we'll put that in here. Ne negative toss. All righty. Let's okay. go off, over to the next one. All right, the next one's Doug Howe. He's got his supernatural Kylo and Major Von Reg uh, against the Rebels, and that's uh, Wedge, X-Wing, uh, Dash, Rendar in the 2400, and Jake in the A-Wing. Okay, so we got this is this is dash, da dash Jake and what? Wedge X Wing. Uh, right. Obviously, Doug's got a big old bid uh, with his two ship aces, um, but there is still that wedge uh, flying around, or really punishing the three agility aces. Mm. Not mm. to mention the four and five dice guns. I assume. So, does Doug's uh, Kylo Ren have a torpedo? Yep, proton, proton torpedo. torpedo. Okay. Does Von Reg have regen? No, he has lone afterburners wolf. and lone wolf. Okay, lone wolf, good. No mag pulse or any missiles on on Von Reg. No, nah, he's afterburning and just being where he wants to be at initiative six. Right. Being alive. <laughs> sure. that's, well, his, that's his goal. Yeah, yeah. Yep, if no. if anything, Von Reg might be able to just say, you know, normally wedge you get to flank, but uh. I get to do whatever I want alone at I six, so right. just move around you, Wedge. It's fine. Kylo can go like either help get get you off the board, and so uh, with the big bid and Kylo having supernatural reflex, I mean that those four dice from Dash are going to hurt. I assume he has trick shot, Dash. So they yeah. they put this that you guys put out Doug and they paired this Dash list to it, correct? We put out, they put out the rebel and we gave them Doug plus one more and they took Doug. They took Doug. Yep. Okay. So I think the question in this matchup is how well can Dash cover Wedge, right? Because I think Kylo, Kylo and Von Reg on their own, they can take out Wedge. The, the question is going to be what's going to be the, that range management between Dash and Wedge? Because if it's not good, I think Doug eats him up. Doug eats him up. If he if they're like letting Doug sensor blind spot and get uncontested shots at wedge, that's that's the ball game. Yeah, hmm. um, I believe in Doug. That's <laughs> really good. In Doug, we trust. Nothing mm -hmm. against the other player. I'm not sure who they are. I just trust Doug a lot. Being a person who can fly two ship lists very effectively. And Supernatural Reflexes Kylo is one of the best pieces of any two ship list ever. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, I, I'm I'm good with calling Doug a favorite there. I'm good with calling Doug a favorite. Next. 
All right, next up is uh, myself, uh, Flying Scum, Fenral, Bosk, and Kanan Jarrus facing off against uh, Kylo, Hollow, two foe fighters. Hmm. So it's a four ship first order? Mm hmm. Just two foes, Revis and an Upsilon. Yeah, Revis, a generic. Kylo and Kylo. Uh, we got extreme maneuvers. I think uh, Hollow had an ion missile. Am I wrong about that? That was. Uh, I thought he had some upgrades. That's a double check. I will say, Uh, just about anyone Hollow feels like it needs to pass a strain to, your boss can punish really hard. Yep, exactly. But that might yeah. mean he just he just says, okay, I have to send depletes over because Bosk is such no, a wide no. arc, which is limiting the offense they can do to you. Yeah, so that's that's the difference. When you have like Tabson with Hollow, uh, you can be yep. throwing strains to him or an, even an SF. But when you have Epsilons, you just throw whichever one, probably the generic, just throw them the deplete. They have uh, uh, the automated target priority, so they're grabbing up calculates every, every time they shoot while depleted. Yeah, but you know what though, uh, Will with Kanan out there, you're like, oh, you depleted. You actually got zero <laughs> dice on your attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With Kanan's I mean, ability. I mean, that's the. I mean, that's... Assuming you've banked a reinforce and you're considering like the second action reinforce because of Gamma Key and Protector Gleb Kanan. Sure. Then you may not even like you. There's almost no reason to double up on that. Like you could just, you know, use uh, Kanan against someone else to make their offense even more anemic against Bosk. No, yeah, Kanan normally saves his force for himself. Like, I try not to use it too much if uh, um, if they're shooting at a reinforced Bosk. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a different story. Yeah, generally first round engagement, you want Bosk up front, Kanan not shootable, and then Fenrau threatening or, or dove in at the right time, right? Right, trying trying to find the opportunity, trying to find a Kylo in this in this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I, that's I what think, you're doing. I think because you have Kanan and he legitimately only has two offensive threats in the list. I think you have a good advantage. I I'm I'm in that same boat. I'm and in that same we boat. talked a lot without saying Fenrir. I said I six hunting these people down. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they're yeah, both like five. <laughs> Kylo's got to be a little bit nervous about it. All right, I mean, let's. I, I'd be yeah. nervous that. Hollow a lot if Fenrau and Boss both decided to shoot at Hollow, no matter what Hollow has in that round. I mean, she can't focus evade unless she get gets a five k. I don't know when she's five k, and if you don't, if you let her get past her and you shoot her first anyway. Yep. Right. All right. Well, let's keep moving here. We got uh, this is three A wings and Jan uh, flown by Matthew Carey in the Rebel Alliance. Going up against uh, Imperial Triple Aces. Um, Marcel, I believe you said it was Vader, Suntier, and Major Vender in the Starwing, the Hatchet yep. Man. With a bid. Does the Empire um, list have a bigger bid than Matt Carey's list? Yeah. Okay. I don't think Matt, Matt Carey doesn't have that big of a bid. Maybe two or three. Um, Matt's A Wings were Hera, Ahsoka, and Wedge, right? Mm-hmm. So only one Don't of look. them is moving before Vinder, which is Wedge. So Soka and Hera can maybe still make Vinder pay, but if the if the Empire player 
does well with Vinder's slamming to make sure that Vinder's a, a hard bait, right? You have to dive hard to try and get him because he can still slam and be in a less desirable spot to try and chase after anyway. And then Vader and Sutir can just feast from a flank. Mm-hmm. Man. No, you're good. You're good. I'll get you back in there. Um, so it was Vinder with Vader, right? Did I hear that correctly? Soon to hear. What munitions does Vinder have? Part proton. Yeah. Man, I, protons. I I think. I think Matt's gonna struggle a little bit. I know Matt, you're in the chat. I love you, buddy. But I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm worried about the fact that you got both Soontir and Vader uh, moving after the the after Hera being able to to hunt there, and then Vinder also being able to hunt at the Initiative Four. That just it seems like it's in the Empire's favor. Now I have faith that Matt can play to the strengths of his list and, and be able to do something there. But I think on paper, the Empire probably has the advantage there. Thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm inclined to agree. Uh, winnable, but uphill for sure. Hold, hold on one second, Marcel. We don't, we don't have your audio yet. One second. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was saying, I, I think for these, I'd rather Will and I uh, not comment on who we think wins. Just let you two comment since we're on theme. So, and the first one, you guys both had resistance up, and we kind of talked you out of it. So if you want to throw that <laughs> to the resistance, to the rebel, uh, or whatever it was. We'll, yeah. keep it, we'll keep it on. Agree agree or not agree. <laughs> All righty. Let's, let's keep on rolling. We got now right. the, our next matchup. Carson Ray versus some separatists. Yep, Carson Ray has uh, Poe and three A wings. Uh, Lulo, no, he does no, not. no, no, duh, 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 not, it's, it's not three A wings. No, no, it's a salad. Uh, that's right. Uh, he's got Poe, Jess, Lulu, and Rose. If I'm correct, there. Yep. Um, what is he facing off against in the separatists? So he's playing against Zam, uh, Grievous. And then a bombardment drone with trajectory simulator. Huh. Uh, trajectory simulator and a bombardment drone. So basically, bombardment drone, trajectory simulator, uh, a bunch of bombs. Which bombs? Uh, Thermals and seismics, I want to say. Yep. He's he going. Um, well, thermal and seismics make sense. Seismics are pretty dangerous when you trajectory sim. I assume as landing struts as well to just be on yep. a rock and toss bombs at things. Yeah, um, be on a rock, throw a bomb. Any idea what the bid situation is? Um, because Lulo's life could be a whole lot easier if he gets to move after Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah Zam. for sure. If Lulo uh, has to move before Sam, might have a problem. It might be relegated to trying to do something to Grievous. I mean, if he's got bombardment drone with trajectory with bombs, he's probably getting pretty close to two hundred. I would think there. Um, um, you're, you're there's separatist is one ninety seven, 
and Carson is 196. There you oh, go. That, that's right. huge. That goes to Carson, I think, right there. That gives, yeah. that gives me what I was automatic, But, yeah, definitely Jess and Rose <laughs> together being on the jousting front can threaten Zam pretty well, um, while Poe and Lulo bring pressure, potentially threatening Grievous or, or Zam, right? So yep. uh, never count Zam out. But mm -hmm. I think that that bid helps make Lulo a better play in that matchup for sure. I agree. Mm -hmm. All right. Then we get Marcel. Marcel's got a Republic on Republic matchup. What's going on here? I'll say this one. This, this was a complete uh, throw Marcel under the bus. So you'll, you can just give this. This is, uh, this, is <laughs> a, uh, this is a hard counter. So it, I'm flying Anakin. Um, regen Anakin, regen Rick, and re regen Obi with sense, you know, to get yeah. blocks in. He is flying Anik uh, auto crit Anakin ETA, uh, Obi, uh, CLT Obi with sense, and then he's flying Rick with regen. Uh, and Anakin with sense also has the change your speed maneuver one. So he is not being blocked by Anakin because if I I reposition first to try to get the block after sense, then he can take his Anakin and be like, okay, if you're going here, I'm going there. And then um, can't block Obi because he says, okay, if you're here, now I'm going to change my dial and be over there. Yeah. And then That's he's a... getting automatic. So it's not unwinnable. It's just you have a... really rough. Do, do they have the bid against you? Oh yeah, they got like a 193 or 192. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, sorry Marcel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to go we're going to go on the other side for sure no, granted, there. It sounds like you have a lot more regen than they do. So you might They only be... got one regen on Rick. So... Yeah, and Rick's They're... definitely the trap. So like you can key in on OBCLT probably first. Mhm. Mm no, Maybe? it's probably easier to catch Anakin because Obi can change his dial and prevent being blocked. Anakin can only do that during the system phase. Oh, Obi has R2A6, not Anakin. Yeah, Anakin yeah. has the auto crit. Oh, auto yeah, the crit weapon. drone. Yeah, you might be able to pin down Anakin a lot easier. Granted, it's going to potentially be tough trying to push that damage through, right? So, yeah, it's an uphill battle. I have to get the ideal block on and, Anakin well, with they, shots coming at him. But, but there's other tricks that I have. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about them, but it's an uphill Right. There's other ways around getting. Mar Marcel's getting been planning. He's planning. He's hmm, seeing what I can get. Well, one of the other things in this matchup is you you use sense and then Anakin because abilities in the system phase go from lowest to highest. If you sense him, he goes. Ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, intuitive controls boost or barrel roll and try to get in a spot where his maneuver is unblockable or less blockable especially if you reposition first at initiative five so there's gonna be some fun system phase fainting shenanigans going on there i think that, that makes me happy i know brian's also a big fan of the system yeah. phase i like stuff like that in the system phase. It, it'll be a nice uh like throw a uh a bluff be like okay i see you're going there so i'm gonna go there and when I'm really going over there. Yeah. So. Well, I, I do like system phase things, but this kind of system phase stuff is still a little bit on my sus meter. <laughs> <laughs> Sense with the force, 
with aces Bar that already move after with auto crit damage it feels feel weird like i'm glad more things are in the system phase but there's still an ob with sense r2a6 and clt with fine-tuned controls in that list at the same time so uh, i'm good <laughs> all righty and then we have um scum and villainy versus is that uh kenneth lyon Oh, that's our, our Imperials normally flying by uh, Sea of Cthulhu. Or Cthulhu? Cthulhu. 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 Um, is this happening this week? Maybe. You don't know. Marcel? Oh, is it, does, does no one actually know for sure? You're not, you're not, you don't have to announce it. Wait, what? Oh, who's playing the last one? Who's playing Empire? Yeah, is, is, it, is it Steve is it, or is it Kenneth? Dep the, it depends on when they're able to schedule. Gotcha. Okay. So it depends it. on the opponent's yeah. schedule. What some of them, one of them can play uh, one time. Ken though. Kenneth says I'm playing this week. All right. <laughs> okay. So it seems, so, seems locked so in. Kenneth's in. All right. All right. Uh, Kenneth did. He he got my number uh, this weekend. Uh, I was able to get a game in with him round one. Obviously, I always get matched up against your friends round one of any tournament mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I got really stomped by him. Uh, so uh, I am glad that he's on our side. Some of them. Now, what is the scum list he's playing against? He's playing against uh, Fenrau. Uh, yeah, he's playing against Han Solo with Protector Gleb, Fenrau and Ultrak. And uh, the our, our imperial list is the four strikers the, the Gorn, and Kamadan yeah, Goran. Huh? Fenral, Han Solo, Gleb is on Han. I six coordinate. And what was the other good. thing? For two points. Two points. It's <laughs> true. So Han with Gleb cost the same as a naked rebel Fenral. <laughs> two points <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that Hans that Hans coordinates sometimes red though right. oh but Fen Rao is always red because his ability <laughs> is always stressed so he's always stressed sure, sure. and what's the third piece moves? in there Han, Fen and what Old T Rock Old T Old T so you can get some I6 coordinates to Old T Rock as well okay which they're probably going to need uh, because those strikers have a mix of proxies and thermals. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Kenneth Lyon saying, Fen has, Fen has Debris Gambit and Tarak has Fearless. Got it. Giving Fen access to Evade, apparently. Yeah. Okay. He could, he could I mean, be he essentially focus, focus Evade. Ah, okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Like the the idea here in the list, because essentially it's a it's a Fen Tarak list with the Han Solo support is is what it is, right? But also it can also deal its own damage. It's got uh, Gamut Key, Title, Trick Shot. If it has Gamut Key, that means you can end up carrying that Evade from turn to turn. You can you can hold uh, Fen Rao's Focus Evade before combat. Look out. Man, ah. wait, who is Hanus Gamma Key too? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, fan, do what, do what you want. Get all the tokens. Get all the tokens. Jeez. Well, range one. I mean, got to still be range one upon those turns. It's a big base. Seems kind of easy to be range one of it. Sure, right. Fen probably feels pretty invincible no matter where he ends up, as long as he's not facing down, like, five <laughs> T-70s at range two. Hmm. Well... Ryan, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Where do you think the advantage is here? Um, man, it's 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 a it's kind of a toss potentially too because it's definitely on because all the strikers have disciplined. Mm -hmm. They have bombs, which Fangs do not want to see. Mm -mm. They could burn down Han if they chose to, but I'm pretty sure the Fangs are going in first with Han supporting early, helping and helping shoot later. It's definitely on the scum player to make sure the fangs are in the right position to uh, not uh, trade an entire one of those named fangs for just one striker. Because I don't think they're... It's not likely they're killing two strikers in the first engagement. They might get one and a half if they're lucky. But I think it generally will take both Fen and Old T to shoot one and kill it. And uh, they'll sleep on the barrel roll from from the discipline oh, the strikers uh, yeah. yes that is very important for sure <laughs> like they arc dodged not anymore <laughs> my guys we're gonna just barrel roll and get you anyway yeah there's that one, threat yeah one of the weird situations where you'd barrel roll into range two out of range one to shoot a ship yeah, oh yeah, yeah. against against uh, the it's the fang fighters you're right huh so, I I actually think it's probably on the scum player to do and set up and protect the fangs better against the threat of, you know, you'd think the fangs be totally fine, but those I'm assuming those strikers are going to fly moderately close together, try to get that focused evade double stack, but if it compromises the ability for it to spread arcs to make sure it doesn't lose an entire fang completely that they've tried to go after... Maybe they won't get all the stacks of tokens, but um, if, if if one Fang dies in the first engagement, that's not a trade they were looking for. And Fangs aren't, depending on how they position, not great for long-term engagements um, in that they can't maintain because they just they have limited blues, right? And a lot of times they're using their linked actions to get into that range one, which means when they're trying to leave, they're going to have to deal with a mess ton of thermal detonators. And they don't have leaving speed with those one and two drop thermals the way they might need to without decommitting really hard. Which means as soon as both those things decommit, those strikers can pounce on Han pretty easily too. All right. You know, for, for me, I, I feel like I'm putting this at a toss-up. I've, uh, what, what do you think, Ryan? Would you agree with that, or you think it's like it, it yeah. leans towards towards USA? I think it's actually still a toss up because it's both players have have things they can do to, to both win the game, um, and either player makes one mistake and they probably lose. All right. So. Well, looking at uh, at our at our little mini chart here after calling matchups, I mean that puts. Team Hungary and U.S. dead tied here. We got um, 
three matchups favored for Hungary, three for the U.S., and... Kenneth Lyon potentially having that toss-up. Now, we'll find out when these games are. Hopefully, we can get a couple of them on GSP um, this week. I know since Hungary is a really different time zone from us, it uh, might be a little bit tough, but we, you know, it would be great if we can get them on Wednesday or on Saturday so that we can see our Team USA play. If not on GSP, then, then somewhere else. Alrighty, well that's that's our coverage there really quickly of the um, XTC. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Good luck, Team USA. Alrighty, now what I want to talk about is the Bespin Galactic Championship Qualifier. That happened this week. It was super fun. Thank you to everybody who participated. And now we're going to break down those lists. For anybody who's w listening to our podcast later, the computer did explode. So we're going to have to take a second to try to uh, try to make this look good for y'all so it doesn't look ridiculous. How do how do we how do we do this? What is what is streaming? How do you do this? <laughs> Come on, just trying to get it to fit our fit our frame here. Good enough. All right, so the champion of the Best Spin Galactic Championship qualifier was Virgil Hayward, and Virgil brought. A really cool list, a list that I had not expected, and I know it's a list that's likely very special to Marcel. You know, he probably saw <laughs> it and, and just had so much joy, all the joy. And let me go ahead and read it. I'm definitely stalling because things aren't loading. And it had Han Solo in the customized white tee 1300 we had fen rao with fearless uncar plut and constable zuvio han solo had trick shot zam wessel forlom greedo trans uh, false transponder coats and lando's millennium falcon now let's take a couple seconds to talk about some of the tools that he has in his list so han of course is able to get four dice potentially if trick shot and hans assume the lando's millennium falcon ends up triggering on a stressed ship which is a great offensive piece there but um one of the coolest things that happened in the games that we did get to stream and by the way the games are all scheduled they'll be coming out one a day for the next uh, week and a half uncar plut and constable zuvio in this list did work they did so much work they they're a tractor threat constable zuvio has protectorate gleb on it so being able to coordinate Fen and then Uncar, I have not seen Uncar Plutt's ability used to as good effect as I saw during Virgil's matches. He would use it essentially as like an I-7 barrel roll coordinate, right? Because uh, Uncar Plutt says, I believe it's at the start of engagement, you issue... Uh, if you're touching another ship, you issue a tractor token to Uncar Plutt and to the ship you're touching. So he would end up taking the, um, the Constable Zuvio and, and Uncar Plutt, hitting them together, and then barrel rolling them so they would have shots. Or barrel rolling them out of shots. Like, it was really, really cool to see. Uh, it was great to see this list, this list archetype that we have not seen really uh, do well win 
one of these Galactic Championship qualifiers. There's 130 players uh, and it coming out on top. Now let's talk about who he lost. Excuse me, who he beat in order to uh, take that championship, and that was Lockie Mulcahy out of Australia. What did he have there, Will? All right, Lockie had brought the Galactic Republic, um, three Jedi Knights, all with the seven B configuration, and uh, Shock T in the Ada. I'm rocking that crit build. That's marksmanship, auto blaster, and R7A7. So it starts off as a bit of a support, being able to hold a token around, uh, even if it's just her own, and then uh, can get onto the flank and start pu punishing uh, with that bullseye uh, auto crits. And of course, the, the Jedi Knights are just... Uh, uh, have replaced uh, they're starting to replace the arcs as the go-to uh jousters for the republic um and they're very good um they trade out some of the you know the the beefiness uh with just uh the maneuverability those fine-tuned controls boost uh very good and uh, Lockie, every time we saw uh, he was pretty aggressive with them. He would be target locking very often with his Jedi Knights. Mm -hmm. uh, really leaning into those, uh, the three dice gun that he paid for. All right. Now we're going to go to the left of the bracket. Virgil Hayward versus XY. Obviously, Vir Virgil winning that game. XY brought a pretty cool list and a pilot that I did not expect to see. Marcel, what was that? So XY brought um, Dengar, the jump master, with Predator, Jamming Beam, Greedo, Dead Man Switch, R5P8, which is the one that allows you to reroll and punishing one, uh, no torpedoes, and Tarani Kolda, cluster missiles, R5TK, and Dead Man Switch with Munition Fail Safe, which is. Uh, um, one that we, we've seen a, a, a bit, especially from Nicholas God. And then Asajj Ventress, the one that um, definitely was an unexpected one here. Heightened Perception, bumping up to Initiative 7. Zam Wells, Dead Man Switch, and Shadowcaster titles. So, um, yeah, you can get those tractor beams going at, at Initiative 7 if, um, if it all plays out well. That's awesome. Yeah, I was yeah, also very, yeah. I was very surprised to see Asajj in a, in a list that was doing so well. It's like, oh my god, Asajj, because she was super popular in first edition. But I think one of the issues that um, that she has is that her offense can get kind of meh. But I mean, we've we know and we've talked about it a bunch. Zam, like right now, Scum can just stand on the head of Zam Wessel right now. It's like all these ships, Bosk, uh, Asajj, in this case, sometimes Dengar. They they're just like, hey, you know how we make us better? Zam, you just you just go grab Zam. Get a big base ship. If it has a crew slot, you put Zam first and figure out the rest later. Um, yeah, I mean, if you think about all the ships that get a bonus attack, mm -hmm. um, not long ago, the bonus attack was the, I mean, that that was the ability. Uh, mm -hmm. Dengar, double tap, people people don't shoot because of that. 
uh, quick draw. They're like, no, I'll, 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 I won't shoot quick draw. Um, Cornhorn to an extent because Cornhorn doesn't really double tap since he has to disengage, can't shoot the next turn. Um, but yeah, it's it's just um, and even veteran turret gunner, veteran turret gunner going up to like eight points for certain uh, base sizes. It's just um, such a crazy ability. And now when you add the flexibility of double tapping based off mind games where oh you chose not to shoot me okay now i'm gonna <laughs> shoot you again for choosing not to shoot me so it adds or or you did shoot me oh, well i'm gonna target lock you and 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 give you instead of a double tap give you a, a a highly modified attack it's just the mind games that that card enables for the price of Debris Gambit. <laughs> we were talking about Debris Gambit. <laughs> debris Gambit costs the same as this. It's pretty good. <laughs> Let's yeah, move I, 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 Go ahead. I do want to point out one other thing, uh, and it's the Dead Man switches. There's three different sets of Dead Man switches there, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's some super secret tech uh, to make sure that these uh, fairly unmaneuverable we'll call them uh scum ships uh when they do get pounced on by a swarm at least the swarm's paying for it that's right that's right they're always there's always a threat there um i would definitely when we publish the xy game you need to go watch that um especially his game versus renato uh excuse me against tom lawton um we'll, we'll talk about his list in a little bit but it was it was really cool it was a it was a really cool thing to see the combination of how these three ships work together. But first, we're actually going to go to Jason Chong. Um, Ryan, what did Jason Chong bring? The ever popular, ever familiar Zam Django from the Separatist, running uh, Django Treacherous Countuku Thermal Detonators, False Transponder Hull Upgrade Zam Treacherous Palpatine slash Sidious. Thermal detonators, false transponder codes, Zam, no hull upgrade. Kind of surprising to see the um, hull upgrade on Django instead of Zam, and also Count Dooku on Django and not Zam. I, I'm not as, and I'm not an expert on this list. I would just assume Zam probably wants Dooku more. Granted, I guess now Zam is a more valuable target everyone tries to burn zam down first because generally Django's offense isn't that great um but if yeah, you okay. give Django count dooku his offense is a little more and then with zam you do have the option for the palpatine side to spend the force and give someone an opposing ship a stress when she's the main target how often you want to spend the stress for that control effect it depends because with her two attacks you probably need the mod you took as the action plus the force charge to help make both shots as strong as possible so i will say the jason versus locky match came down guys it was like a three second gap that locky even had an opportunity to win so Lockie obviously ends up winning the game but it okay L let me tell you this so remember in our events we have an 85 minute global timer and then there's a 75 minute regular table timer right so 
they finished the round before and there was like three seconds left and while they were cleaning or while the attacks were being finished you saw Locky like set a dial during that saying if we get to the planning phase there's a dial ready to go and by the by the time they were done with the turn before there was about three seconds left he had a dial set there's no end phase effects and he locks in the other turn which allowed him to get the win really big heads up play there but man it was it was down to the wire i even had people like message me be like but wait the time in the stream had expired and da -da -da. and I was, I was like i was like I know it was that tight because you got to remember the stream timer is an estimate, especially when James, <laughs> when James in England who has to like count 30 seconds before he presses it so that it actually kind of sort of lines up. It gets a little weird, but man, it was, it was down to the wire back and forth. It did not stop. You need to, if you want to, if you like entertaining X-Wing, watch Jason and Lockie's game when it comes out. Cause that was tons of back and forth. It was great. All right, now we're going to head and follow the uh, the Virgil Hayward arc here. Let's take a look at Renato Flores' list. Uh, what was that? Well, let's go ahead and pull it up. Renato Flores brought to the competition Darth Vader with Fire Control and Afterburners, Soontrafell with Predator, and Grand Inquisitor with Extreme Maneuvers. This was another extremely, extremely tight game. Um, it came down to the last turn of and and the quad jumpers i'm telling you the quad jumpers are the reason why virgil won this game without oh, them, man the quad jumpers man it wouldn't have happened go ahead will go ahead yeah. no they uh uh it's essentially got behind the remaining ace and uh the remaining ace um had to kill han we were doing all the calculations behind the scenes and it was like well no matter what he does he has to start by killing han get him off the board uh, and while he's doing that, uh, the two uh, quad jumpers are just harassing him from behind. Tractor beaming him, taking shots, tractor beaming each other to get into range to tractor beam the final ace. Oh, uh, man. I won't spoil it for you because it's, it's some good X-Wing as well. But those quad jumpers were doing work in the, in the end game, uh, punished for being ignored. I was sad for Fenrao in that one. Like, Fenrao... <laughs> <laughs> like that's the best Fenrau piloting to do absolutely nothing and end up dead. Yeah, there was this really uh, cool thing yeah. where he like purposely <laughs> tractored Fenrau and like barrel rolled him and got like a range one shot into Vader, whiffed and uh, it was it was crazy. That was an that would tell you we had a ton of great games this weekend. There was there was a lot, especially the cut. No shade to anybody who played during Swiss, but the cut was really it, it was uh, it was on another level. Lots of back and forth. All righty, now let's go and finish this top eight section here. Uh, Tom Lawton, what did he have? Will all right, Tom Lawton had. Uh, a separatist swarm, no Zam in sight. Uh, this is a, a DGS 407 with just Kraken, uh, no configuration. Um, sure, I guess so. Uh, then also two Techno Union bombers with probe droids and plasma torpedoes, uh, and then 
let's see, one, two, three, four trade federation vultures. So this reminds me of last year or two years ago, or I don't know, uh, <laughs> the last in-person events uh, started the theme of uh, the four trade federation and two bomber archetype. Mm -hmm. But this one thins out the discord missiles uh, and sneaks in an entire gunship with Kraken. I don't understand how the points work because with that, but um, <laughs> magic. <laughs> Ryan, call out Tom here. What? Why isn't he flying the configuration? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, so to clarify, only three of those vultures have struts, right? Sure, One of them just sure. doesn't. Um. I've flown my hyenas pretty okay without landing struts before. So like, I feel like you could take DGSO 47, make them a bactoid for one point, and then take both landing struts off hyenas, and there's your repulsive stabilizers. Now, I have, I, when I run my seven ship droids, I rarely have room to fit an HMP, and I rarely find that its, it's additional firepower isn't worth the points. Now, it's the cheapest tactical relay carrier. No, if even no, Altra Pilot even. is. <laughs> even Altra Pilot is. But, I mean, big wide uh, arc for, you know, utilizing that consistent two dice is nice. But um, I, I personally would opt into making sure I have enough points to at least have two to three of those drones have some type of missile. Discord, Ion whatever you find that you like those are my top two right now um but hey it worked i mean it must it, have it's it's to some degree it, it worked i mean i think that i would assume the stars of the show were the plasma torpedoes on the hyenas oh yeah like uh if we look at most of what we talked about in the matchup besides a couple fang no besides a fen rao uh and couple ETAs, Jakku Gunrunners, like, most things have shields. You know, they're going to burn through those shields really quick with plasma torpedoes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, if we got better use out of DGSO 47, even without the stabilizers, cool. I, Dion, did you have any stream games of Tom? I don't think we did. I don't think we did, because I, I would have noticed an HMP that couldn't sideslip. It didn't happen. But uh, Wait a minute. Is this, is this an HMP I'm okay watching? I'm okay with this one. <laughs> I will no, yeah. say, so it's, it's probably a ship that they kept safe in the back line. And mm -hmm. with a 180, that's a pretty good backline cover, right? Like, it's not a high amount of dice, but if something's yeah. trying to cut in on you from a flank... Like suddenly there's a 180 where you have to watch out for the three dice that probably is well modified because the nice thing, I guess, with these vultures that don't have munitions is they can become spotters for that DGSO 47. Like they just lock sure. stuff. They spread them out to make sure 047 can always threaten a solid, consistent two dice shot at something if, or three at range one. All right. Well, let's let's keep it rolling. And then that's also to boot the fact that they have the DRK probe droids. So that uh, that HMP is going to always have 
mods out there, right? There's going to be target locks mm -hmm. everywhere, so it's it's going to be pretty consistent. Next, let's go to the right side of our top eight bracket and let's hit Tom Traz. Tom Traz, another one of our Imperial players, um, brought a, a a list that uh, that is. You know, it's it's good, right? It's similar to what we have here on Team USA. We got a few strikers. One, two, three, four, five black squadron strikers with disciplined and then foregoing an interceptor like Gorin and saying, you know what? I want just I want to be even more disciplined. I'm gonna take Baron of the Empire. I'm gonna take the Baron of the Empire and uh and take disciplined on that as well. It's actually a uh, hyperspace legal list. You can see it right there. And lost to who was that again? Lost to Lackey. And I think this, I believe I this think is the we, only hyperspace valid list in the top cut. Mm-hmm. And I think we did we catch that one on stream? I feel like we did. Uh, I mean, so the other thing. No, 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 we didn't. We, we, we had Virgil and Renato right after that. Not not only are they, are they foregoing Commandant Goron. But also all the thermal detonators to get in a fifth striker mm -hmm. and swap Goron to become the Baron. So no special Goron tricks. I'm just bringing five three dice attacks plus a two die attack from the Baron, all disciplined to get the best fire possible. I actually so he's got a one point bit. I wonder Tracer if it's yeah. Do you drop the discipline off the barrel no. to get tracer missile? Oh yeah, you do. I think oh, it's yeah. worth it. No. Oh, yeah. yeah no. Because because what's what's better than make than making sure you all get locks or barrels from someone dying, getting locks even when someone doesn't die, and doing three die with your two die. If at anything, it's, it works as a jam at worst. It it depends on if he flies the the Baron up front or not. Because you're flying him in the back, sure. Add the missile because it's going to be harder for them to. Shoot. You have to fly him in the back. He he's at initiative three. The other ones are initiative two, I believe. Aren't? No, they're well, all initiative they're three. They're all threes. They're all threes. Okay, then yeah, then he can do whatever he wants. I mean, yeah, the like strikers obviously a bit faster, but uh, like I say, I I think that's everyone's thought though. Of like, why not the tracer? <laughs> I think it's a valid thing to look at, just because. As much as um, it's nice to have like certain side effects, such as discipline, to get your locks. Apparently, if we learn anything from Rebel doubling up, tripling down, quadrupling down on focus shenanigans, and we've seen Republic lists with like lat rerolls plus Sync Council plus Wolf Pack. No, no, no problem doubling up on getting more tokens in multiple ways possible. It's tokens. <laughs> All right. Now, speaking of swarms, let's hit Octacon's list. One of our other top eight competitors. Take it, Marcel. All right. Let's see if I survive this one without getting dropped. Uh, Octacon flying uh, an oldie but a goodie for him, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cartel spacers, M3As. Uh, it is three with tractor beam, two, three with no, actually three with tractor beam and four with auto blasters. Um, it's pretty straightforward and it's uh, scary, and um, yeah, it's still. I don't want to talk about it. I don't like it. 
I mean, it's good, right? It, it does a oh, great job of, yeah. of corralling people with the tractor beams because you have you have to dodge them because if you don't, it's just you're you're guaranteeing that anybody who doesn't have a tractor on you is probably going to do damage with the two dice primary. You're making the uh, you're moving people into the auto blaster bullseyes for people. It's just a bad day all around. And when you have three of them out there, you could even tractor large base ships, bring them closer to the whole swarm. I'd love to I'd love to hit up Okta and ask him if he was able to tractor any large or medium base ships this weekend, uh, making it into the top eight with a very Octacon style list. If you remember in previous events, he was flying something kind of like this, but had two of the Zealous Recruit Fang Fighters, the Initiative Ones, uh, in the list, but going full M3A in this was so he he said I don't need no boost. Why would I boost? Barrel roll and shoot. Seventh ship versus only six in the previous version too. This is a hundred percent true. I would like to ask him if he ever helped usher a ship off the board with tractor beam. <laughs> like just get you a little bit closer. And now you probably won't make a maneuver on the board now. Alrighty, so we just finished the, our top eight. Now we're going to hit the rest of the top 16 that we've not covered so far. So here we go. We'll just bring this into view. We'll start with Eric Small. Go ahead, Ryan. All right, we have Eric running a Galactic Republic list. Another uh, show from Shock T. Uh, this time, though, with Battle Meditation jamming beam and then four shadow squadron veteran y-wings all with dorsal turret and advanced proton torpedoes that's definitely not something i would expect to make cut in this uh, I, I do think battle meditation on these i4 etas is a solid buy whether it's a jedi general or shock t but i'm not sure i'd ever expect someone to not only bring four y-wings make them shadow squadron veterans so actually investing the points to go up the higher initiative and go for a torpedo that's relegated to only range one where there's a ship that doesn't have access to boost but i guess three banks three bank or three straights probably like their best maneuver to get in close mm -hmm. it worked awesome it were me, I'd make them all ion torpedoes. <laughs> well, so let, let me talk about his game. So Eric brought a really interesting or a really different list than what we would have expected. Definitely breaking some norms. And it's a list that you don't want to joust, right? So you're going to run away. And what we witnessed was what you thought. They kind of, they toilet bowl, right? They go around the circle. And uh, Eric's able to scoop up target locks. Now, if we look at the match in which he lost, we go right here. He lost to XY. Now, the biggest thing that we cited during the stream that was a weakness for him is we did not see battle meditation used one time and there was several several opportunities to do it that i think would have put him over the edge 
where he could have potentially done double barrel rolls with the Y wings or gotten them uh, fully modified shots. And it gave XY, who has those big base ships, who, uh, while, you know, Asajj is fast, but Tarani's not all that fast, you could end up catching up to them. And it didn't didn't have enough juice in the tank by the end game and had been nibbled away so much uh tarani did work in that game by the way did absolute work in order to take him out but i think he's got something here i think he's got, he obviously got into the top 16 did well enough for that and i want uh i think we're gonna end up seeing something like this before because it, it you don't want to approach it Right? You have to be taking like range three shots, kind of pecking away the entire game if uh, if you're going to probably try to do some damage to this list. I mean, so just I quickly went to myself, all right, what points can I strip down a bit that it, it's on, only in my opinion that I think could swap out? And mm -hmm. If you make them all red squadron bombers, change the advanced proton torpedo into ion torpedoes, all those Y-wings now get thermal detonators. Like, yeah, but that, that I3 is super popular right now. It might have been why, uh, while, we, while we reached to the full 200 on the Discipline Swarm, possibly having that one-point bid against other I3s could have been the deciding factor. And I think it would be uh, here for the Y-Wings as well. Um, that would be their advantage against other um, like I2 Y-Wing Swarms or um, be... Uh, in the fight, literally in the fight, still shooting against uh, the the I3 Imperial squads and even like uh, the five red veterans mm -hmm. we've seen um, do well. So uh, I3 is in a really odd spot, the oddest spot it's ever been in X-Wing to where we're finally for once pushing for those uh, high tier generics. It's weird. It's, it's weird. weird. It's a weird day. <laughs> that's that's actually yes, it is. All right. Well, let let's hear this next one. Julian Geldoic, take it, Marcel. Look what we got in the cut. Look at this what thing. Is that is that uh, Vinny? Yeah, MG a resistance bomber. Yeah, yeah. With trajectory simulator, perceptive co-pilot, veteran turret gunner, seismic and thermal detonators uh, with uh, Ray, Corsella, Corsella, Finn, Shield Upgrade, Race Millennium Falcon Title, and Rose with C-3PO. It's basically two heavy hitters and a coordinator. Um, nice, nice, nice. Two heavy hitters, two ships that add a die, right? Finny adds a die on defense. That's a focus result. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's um, it's it's really good. It's got. Does it have the? Oh, Vinny does not have the one that rose, the one that rotates the arc after shooting, huh? Nope, nope. So but you have you have Ray out there, so that's a turret. No, I meant uh, Vinny for the veteran turret gunner. Shoot, rotate, and shoot again. Mm -mm. Uh. You don't got the points for it with the uh, okay. with the coordinator out there. Yeah, but anyway, super good, super in 
Super nice. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> now, if uh, if somebody wants to know what he lost to, you can see the matchup right here on our chart. He lost to Renato Flores, who was flying that Imperial A squad. You can imagine, uh, especially with Vinny not actually having, uh, you know, he got those thermal detonators and, and seismic charges, but you have some maneuverable ships there that are able to plink away and avoid the bombs. If you're dropping them behind them. So, uh, not surprised there. I'm curious to know. We actually can look at what the score of that game is. Uh, we could check it out later. But uh, I'm curious to know if it was a close match uh, or if it was one-sided. We never, somebody asking, was Julian ever on stream? It did not happen. It didn't line up. There was a couple of just times where uh, we had a very similar list to what he was playing already on stream. Or had streamed already. So, it just didn't didn't make it. Now... Will, are you ready for your nightmares? <laughs> All right, bring him on. I'm ready. All right. Nicholas God brought the Galaxy's 2020 Boogeyman, or at least the current updated version. Go for it. All right. Nicholas God brought out uh, five Nantex. Those are Petronaki Arena Aces. Uh, this is the uh, I-4s. Yeah, right? No. Everyone's great. Yes, the Petronaki, oh, yeah. the I4s, Stalls and God, Hive Guard, the I3s. The Hive Guard, the I3, that's right. All right, so yeah, the Petronaki, the only reason we all know how to pronounce Petronaki is because... <laughs> we uh, had to last... for so long. <laughs> for so long, we had to say the, this word. Uh, and all five of them had Predator and Treacherous. Um, so it gets a rerolls in Bullseye and then Treacherous, uh, Nicholas got, uh, did a great job of, which was hiding. Uh, so you run into a ship, but that essentially gives you um, a defensive modifier when when another ship has to shoot through it. Uh, so being very aware of those treacherouses, trying to find those obstructed by ship shots. And... Uh, not as crazy as it used to be with the old uh, Predator crack shot on a bunch of them, um, but it has to play a more defensive game now because it mm -hmm. doesn't have that raw jousting potential. I do like treacher the treacherous call here, but guys, don't play this as a trash list. Only got here because <laughs> Nicholas God played it. Uh, that is all. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Moving on. <laughs> all righty. We got Rogelio Hernandez. Take it, Marcel. Uh, so we got Tesla. Uh, Tesla is flying resistance. Um, look at this. This looks a little familiar. Not exactly, but a little familiar. We got four A-wings. Uh, Sefton with heroic proton rockets and advanced optics. ZZ with heroic proton rockets, advanced optics. Tally with heroic proton rockets, advanced optics. Uh, but instead of Merle, he brought Greer with heroic and advanced optics. So he's at four. Five 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 and a hundred and ninety-four uh six point bid. Um A wings are good. Then A wings that hit hard are even better. It's I mean it's nothing else to say. Consistent consistency through and through. That's right. Now we got Lou the Lunatic bringing a separatist squad. Take it, Ryan. Oh, doesn't this look familiar? 
<laughs> we have DGS 047 HMP with repulsive stabilizers, two Bactoid drone HMPs with ion missile and stabilizers, a Bactoid HMP with K2B4 and stabilizers, and a Bactoid HMP with Dark One probe droids and repulsive stabilizers. My HMP boys! <laughs> Same exact list I brought to the showdown. Uh, Lou had actually brought five hemps into a Kyber Cup event months back. Um, I was looking at this type of list when they were hyperspace legal. Then the hyperspace legality changed and the Bactoids weren't allowed because they were the generic versions. They only allowed the uniques. Then Lou played it. I was like, oh, he played something very similar. And he's like, he got, and then reignited my interest in it, which brought it into the GSP showdown. You're welcome, Dion. Um, and then. I mean, I know you didn't have to play. I just thought you hated seeing it. Oh yeah, just, <laughs> just sitting, sitting. Those those HMPs are still sitting on my mantle, in the in the in the game room. Like just walking by them, just like leering at them as I walk by. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I talked to Lou a bit after I saw he placed. I talked to him earlier today, and just questions about who we fought throughout the day, stuff that felt good, stuff that was close. Uh, he only the only games he lost were against either top cut players or in the top cut. So I think in Swiss he lost to uh, Lachi actually, who was our one of the finalists. Yep, yep. So uh, just that sheer slippery, quick. Sorry, probably uh, a side, side side slippery side side slipping accurate time on target brawlers those five hemp's fantastic all right next other top 16 competitors we had Catherine Sturgis bringing uh, a very similar list to what we saw earlier we have Shakti with marksmanship auto blaster r7a7 so going for some of that auto damage Ada twos and four red squadron bombers those are the btlb y wings all of them have the ion cannon turret and thermal detonators so different flavor same idea right these y wings they have a lot of health you have shakti in a support ship but a support ship that has some teeth and you can see where the priorities change in this list being able to spend a little bit more points on shakti and this shakti can likely do something nasty in the end game as opposed to a battle meditation shakti which is really more uh for the mid and early game so really cool list and congratulations to Catherine making it into the top 16 i know that uh that she almost made it in Moncala, and it was it was bugging her just a little bit and now made it in now she made the top 16 next goal top eight just keep 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 going Catherine. keep going keep fighting all right, next, we got a couple lists left. We have Sebastian Demers. Take it, Will. All right, Sebastian Demers here. Talking Scaling Villainy. Uh, another Shadowcaster, that's Katsu Onyo, uh, with Fearless, Zamcrew, and Shadowcaster title. Uh, we have Genesis Red with Cutthroat and Advanced Proton Torpedoes. Uh, Constable Zubio with Proxy Mines. And then a Sunny Bounder and a generic M3A with no upgrades on them. Not even jamming beams, Sebastian. Come on. Get your jamming beams. Uh, I, I say that, but I didn't bring one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a hypocrite. Anyways, uh, 
this is uh, Gen Genesis Red has been um, more and more popular ever since of these Heratani lists started popping up. Um, lists that will have ships stacking, focus, focus, evade, or evade, evade, focus, things like that, right? Uh, and Genesis Red just looking at his lips, ready to target lock uh, one of those ships with multiple advanced proton torpedoes uh, utilizing that cutthroat. Uh, nobody else has cutthroat in the list, but it still triggers on named pilots. So Sunny, Zubio, uh, even Ketsu can get Genesis Red back another uh, advanced proton torpedo or any of the other effects that Cutthroat does, uh, removing red tokens of, of the like. Um, I'm surprised to see no coordinator here. Uh, there's two extra points left over um, on that Zubio, but just went for the proxy mines instead. And this is um, a very interesting <laughs> salad. We've seen, uh, as a note, two Zubios in the cut zero hera sandolas what is what are, what is going on in uh <laughs> what the is this, this time of year i don't i don't understand uh but this seems uh like all these all of these ships are very efficient for what they do and apparently in this meta if flown well uh, can get you into the cut now i will say there was a hera sitting at 17. so if we had a top 32 she would have made it in, but we didn't quite have enough people. We only had 130. We didn't get to the 148 we need for a top 32. So she was there. Now, I think there was only two in the top 32, uh, if I'm not mistaken. All righty. Now, our last top 16 list, our very own William Hagwood. What did he bring, Marcel? Am I on yet? Yeah, I think I am. Uh, so William brought a Galactic Empire list. He's got, is that what you brought, William? Nice. Okay, so he brought Colonel Jenden, um, naked Colonel Jenden, and then one, two, three, four, Tempest Squadron TIE Advance X1s. Three of them with fire control system. The other one ran out of points. Couldn't get one. Couldn't get the fire control system. Um, yeah, just... I think we've saw this a couple times, didn't we? Like, or at least we're uh, this, like this. This was the this was the runner-ups list for Moncalo. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a dirty net lister. That's why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, as long as it gets you what you want, you get net list all you want. <laughs> no, I got the results. Yeah. No, I got I got I got a story behind it, but I want I want to hear what what do you guys what's your analysis? What uh, why is this list in the cup? Well, it's because it's a bunch of X-wings that are better than X-wings, with three agility. I'm sure you, you got you, you had get... a bunch of fun with crits as well. Like crit, crits are crits are good. Yeah. Advanced targeting computer probably just was like, and you're dead, and you're blind, and you're stunned. Uh, I, I win. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, they've got five health, just one health less than than um, an X-wing. But they're, you know, if they, as long as they got their target locked, they're rolling the same amount of red dice. And Jen then is kind of ensuring that they do. But then they have an extra agility, and then you run into like the, what what do they call it? Like the three the three agility tourney or whatever they're these young kids are calling it these days. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it's just evil. And then people forget that Colonel Jenden's around, and then he shows up 
late to the party with a three dice gun and takes a long time to kill it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that it's uh, it's a cool list. Cool list for sure. And for anybody who hasn't flown it, target priority is likely really, really important, especially with sending up that Jendon. If, uh, if you can have basically target lock focus on your priority target right away, that's good. But I'm sure Will also did a couple shenanigans where he may have target locked one ship to scare it off and you kill a different one, then you go get it later. So you got you got options there for sure. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, that was our top 16 of the Bespin so Galactic Championship Not qualifier. a single Rebel made the cut, right? Not a Rebel. So what happened to all the Ahsokas, Heras? And no First Order either. <laughs> wow. They didn't, do, they didn't uh, show up. They didn't do their job. What's, what's wrong, Rebel players? You got Hera. You got Ahsoka. You got all this new stuff. Step it up. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you guys want want a quick look, we'll, we'll give you guys a, a quick take here of looking at the uh, at the rankings. If we scroll down quickly here at 17, you will see Rebel. Uh, at 17, there was a Rebel list. At 20, uh, we continue down. Let's just not go past 32. How far we get, down do you have to go for first order? First order's 28, Ooh. and that's it. So one first order list. One first order list and two rebel lists in the top 32, but the uh, the best performing faction by far, scum and villainy, tore it up this tournament. Tore it up. Watch watch out for the bounty hunters. That's they may when you throw Gleb and Zam at. I mean, <laughs> you, you can have both of them on your list for six points. Gleb and Gleb crew, Zam crew, and then Seeks. Yeah. Some combination or separate list of those two, I think that literally covers everything we saw, right, Scum? Yeah. I mean, yep. I, honestly, think about it. You can get Gleb and Zam for less than the cost of one charge on a torpedo. Less. One charge on a torpedo will be 6.5 points. This is Six true. And a half points. You get both of those for less. They call it that value, boys and girls. It aspect in my mind, too. Like, Gleb, from the Battlefront game, can't canonically, was, was an Imperial contracted trainer and became a First Order trainer. I don't remember anywhere in the story where she was scum. And we can see scum clearly has the best use for Gleb <laughs> because every other ship that can carry crew in Empire and First Order already have Coordinate. So they're only adding the option to pass the stress instead of taking a stressful coordinate if something's going to do a blue. Whereas Scum has a demonstrative amount of crews carrying ships to take advantage of Gleb. Here's a question. Let's, let's go on a tangent here. Um, yes, Gleb is good. If they were trying to balance Gleb, do you make Gleb a different price in each faction? Because... First Order has a lot less utility for Gleb right now, for instance, compared to Scum. Every There's so many Scum ships with crew, it's ridiculous. You could put her in so many different places. Empire, not so... I mean, you have, again, you have the same as First Order problem, is that your ships with crew can already coordinate, um, or at least most of them can. 
No, I, mean, I don't I, think I, that's I, a... I, I, I'd really like to just take the Sharpie and scribble the scum out, and then she could stay at two points. I don't care. Okay, then maybe that's a solution. Do you think they would go that far and say, Errata, First Order, not, Empire only? No, because well, it came, they came in that new scum pack. They're not going to take it out. They want, the, they want to sell that scum pack. Come on. Um, but they could. it could be our first points-dependent-on-faction card. Um, that could be more expensive in scum than say, uh, Imperials or rebels or excuse me, rebels, uh, first order. I don't agree with any of that. Um, and you've already got a great example of what it should cost. So squad leader gives you a coordinate and a less good ability because you don't get to toss the stress you get from that coordinate for squad leader. So it's not as good as Gleb. So if you still want Gleb to be worth it, squad leader right now costs, based on your initiative, um, four. I'm taking zero out. So it costs four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14. So when you're adding it on the list with Zubio, at Zubio, it would be eight points. No, yeah. 10 points. 10 points for Zubio. Mm. 14 for that Han. And then that putting Han. it on Han, it's 14 points. So that just shows you how much they think uh, of the value of a high initiative coordination on a ship that isn't in, originally intended to coordinate. But yeah, Gleb is two points across the board. I mean, I don't know what the either either it's the playtesters or it's the wanting to sell product. I mean, I, I, I can't you... imagine this this this. I can't imagine this going through and, and everybody saying like. Yep, two points makes sense. Yes, someone uh, had to have raised a flag at some point and been like, "Hey, squad leader is like scaled by initiative." Makes sense, right? Gleb probably should be the same. Granted, it would still never see play in First Order Empire, probably even more because they don't have many I one coordinators that you. I mean, maybe like two ships. It'd be really niche case, but it would definitely help the scum problem a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you think it should be based on uh, what if it was based on if you have coordinate already, you would only pay two points. But if you didn't have coordinate, it would be more expensive. It'd be whatever. the initiative scale. You, I mean, whatever you would because yeah, because essentially it would be it would be then a better tactical officer, right? Or a different, not a better, uh, but a different, a different, different, a different yeah. because it would, instead right. of guaranteeing no stress, it would be a worse, I guess a worse tactical officer. Sorry, I went on the wrong side of that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, a worse tactical officer. Tactical officer is, is expensive if it's, I not remember. It's six points right now. Six. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, that it, again, goes back to, it shows you how much they value, um, something just turned off. It, it shows you how much they value coordinate how good it is uh, i went back to han solo 13 points no 11 points han solo 11 points initiative six potential of rolling three four attack dice um same cost as fenrau on a sheath of peed, um with coordinate i mean it's just just doesn't feel accurate AP5, just because AP5 can coordinate. AP5 brings zero other value other than it can coordinate. Yet it's Coordinating a stress shift is valuable, though, too. But yes. So, so can Ahsoka. So can Ahsoka for, you know, so that there's other ships that can do that.
Yep. But um, yeah, thirty-two points. It's it's it's, it's nuts. Yep, and a Jakku oh, and a and any of the Quadrajet space tugs can take Glab and be thirty-one points. Be a point cheaper than AP five, and have all those tractor beaming shenanigans available. So. Yeah, it's one of those things you look at and you're like, kind of a bummer. They're waiting till the fall to address new points. <laughs> well, you know what? But I, I, I guess they're giving it as much time as possible, yada, yada, which is probably better in the long run that they get the next points more correct. But, man, it's going, it might feel bad for a little bit in some cases. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think... Uh... As of right now, one of the things that at least happened in this qualifier is that the meta felt, even though there was a lot of Gleb, and Gleb is probably the most one of the most common cards we see out there, um, it still felt pretty diverse. Like there was a lot of different lists that we did not see in the top cut in in Moncala, which was only four weeks ago. Like, it, it really looks completely different than it did. Now, the question is, we our next one, we have the uh, the Lamu Hyperspace Qualifier. That one's happening. That is, uh, what's the date on that before June I forget? June 26th. There you go. It's June 26th. I know, because I'm considering it. <laughs> that, that, there you go. I mean, yeah, you're, you're our hyperspace, hyperspace. hyperspace guy. So well, One thing we did in this event, too, there was a lot more Republic than we're used to seeing, right? Like, a yeah. lot of people jumped on the Shock T train. That's, like, there were, there were three Shock Ts in the cut, all doing a mix of supporting and then jumping in with those Auto Blasters sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see what, what comes of it. I think uh, the hyperspace, we're going to have to go back and compare it to – we're obviously going to compare it to what happened in Bestman and Moncala. But also we got to take a peek back at the Flight Club Championship Series because that was our last big – hyperspace blowout where you know it was exclusively hyperspace so we'll see how things have changed how the new boxes maybe will end up infiltrating the hyperspace meta and then after that after we finish going from lamu we jump into our hyperspace uh machine of choice and we end up heading to dagobah july 17th we'll be back and extended the dublin ireland time zone uh so check out ghostquadrantpodcast.com if you want to see the full schedule for the galactic championships looking forward to seeing as many of you playing in those as possible uh come be a part of our events guys we have awesome prizes and it is uh keeping the competitive uh community going for all players in the x-men community so uh come on out gsp Com. Now, uh, before we go, you guys have any shout-outs, anything you guys want to talk about before we uh, we hit the hyperspace button for ourselves? Anything. Anything on your soul. Anything you got you to gotta release to the universe. No, just big thanks. Well, I'm not saying no and then yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just big, big thanks for the team to just, just putting in the work and putting in the the magic into the dice to pull us out in the last one and for probably taking years out of my life with all the stress that <laughs> i was watching each one like like oh god um and um but also a big shout out i think to bartos filippo for just putting it together 
um, because they're the ones that really did all the work to to get this going and get this 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 hype around and this excitement around uh, internationally, you know. Um, so that's that that's nice to see. So big big ups to to Bartos to Filippo and then everybody else who's contributed to either stream it, participate in it, or watch it, one or the other. Awesome. Now, as for when it's our next XTC broadcast, uh, as for games, um, so the way it works essentially is it's a it's a dibs based system. There's a, there's a list of games and they go up randomly and whoever sees the spreadsheet first calls dibs. So the answer is I don't know. <laughs> You'll know when I when I when I'll know. So, uh, but we will be live Wednesday and Saturday as you guys expected. We'll either get some practice games, some scrimmage games. Maybe we'll experiment with some of the upcoming hyperspace or extended stuff that we've seen. Uh, there'll be plenty of stuff out there for us to watch. Well, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be smart. Be safe. Gold Squadron out.